podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studio in Madison, Wisconsin. Madison, Wisconsin. You're listening to the 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast with our host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. I uh, hope you're enjoy- gonna, going to enjoy the podcast. I said, hope you were enjoying it. But anyway, um, if you like what you're hearing this week, um, go down and use the coupon code FUNNELPOD. I'll put the link down below to find FUNNELDOWNDEFENSE.COM. You can find it real easily. Um, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, it's the underdog defense for every basketball coach. Also, um, big shout out to teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. If you're thinking of joining, go get on our waiting list. We've, we had to close it for a while, doing a bunch of stuff, um, just was becoming too much. But we're going to start at the first top of that waiting list and work our way down. So if you're thinking, I'm going to give you some freebies with that too. And then also go over and check out Dr. Dish. Mentioned um, 5-Minute Basketball Coach Podcast, and they'll give you uh, $400 off. All right, let's head off to the podcast. Okay, so much so. And and to be honest with you, I think one of the things, one of the reasons this has worked is the lines are on the court. I'm telling you, it, it, it's it's that visual for them. They know where nobody nobody plays with a charge arc, but everyone that plays Division One or college basketball knows where that charge arc is. Everyone knows where the three-point line is. Trust me. They all know where the three-point line is. Well, they know where the gutter is in our gym and every gym we played in. I mean, now I'm going to tell you when we go to the, when we've gone to the coal center, it's caused the, there's no gut, but they've, but that's usually the end of the season. You know, if you're having that issue at the end of the season and it's your last game of the season on a big court, they'll, they, they, they know where the gutter is at that point. They don't need to see the visuals of that. Um, But uh, key concepts, like I said, Shrink the floor, pin, funnel, trap. Um, some parting thoughts, and then I'll look at some questions. I see people have questions up here. I've answered some of them, but spend time on what happens in a game. What do kids want to do right now? They want to shoot threes. Okay. Do they really want to run the offense? Eh, kind of. Um, their coach is going to make them run the offense. So that's part of it. Um, they want to get on transition. Great. We're going to funnel you in the transition because we're going to pick you up in the full court and we're going to get you to that specific gutter. Um, so you have to think about that and you have to think if you run this in practice, your offense gets better. It was one of those things I wasn't thinking about on that napkin when I was driving from Chick-fil-A. I wasn't thinking about it. It really wasn't. But we have gotten better because when we we literally have to go dummy D or I have to bring in my JV team so I can work on our offense and our training because um, we've gotten so good at the funnel that it's like, well, we got to be able, other teams are going to let us reverse the ball. Um, so it has helped our, it has helped our move ball movement. It has helped our offense. It was one of those um, I'm running because it's making me feel better, but now I'm losing weight too kind of things. It's like, it was one of those benefits you don't necessarily know is going to happen. It does. Um, we spend less time on defense than we did before I put this in. That was another golden nugget. Is um, I think I when I when I went on practice, I used practice planner live. When I went on that, I think we saved about twenty percent of practice time when we went to this because I wasn't spending as much time on 
we're playing this team. I got to run a one, three, one. We're running this team. I got to run pack line. I've got this team because to be honest with you, if you're a one trick pony and you're only doing one thing, it's hard. Um, but this allows me variation, allows me to run some zone, runs me to run some man. Um, and to be, we'll, we'll do funnel down and we'll do straight man. We'll go back and forth. You know how long it takes me to put in straight man about a day. Um, because they've been running it since they were hopefully been running it since they're this tall. And then we can just kind of flip out of it. And it's like, so, but I wouldn't initially, when I put it in, I wouldn't do that. Um, our program is far enough along that they kind of know the nuances of the, of the different ones. Um, the type of shots they're taking are the type of shots we want to take. Now I have two players on my team this year that can shoot mid range jumpers. They are like dinosaurs. Like you just don't see them anymore. So this will get those kind of shots, those 14 to 18 foot contested shots off the dribble. Great. If you beat me shooting 15 to 16 foot jump shots off the dribble contested, I'm going to have to hit a lot more threes, but good for you. I just have not seen the kids that can consistently do that. Um, beat the best teams. I've talked about that. Uh, takes teams out of their comfort zone. Uh, very easy to teach. I'm uh, crazy easy. Now, to get really good at it, it takes a little bit more, but I it's, it's, it's pretty easy. Um, all right, let me look at some questions here. Yes, on that, someone asked about the switching screens. Uh, Okay, at what point do you deny reversals? That's a great question. I don't think anyone's asked me that in a really long time. Um, I don't really care if they're reverse. Now, we we do some run and jump out of this. So obviously, I would care a little bit more if we were doing that and we would be running run and jump. Um, I the, the the If I had to say the basic um, funnel down is I don't, I don't deny reversals until it breaks the half-court plane. Again, it's a line on the court. It's easier for my guys to understand, similar to the volleyball lines, okay? Um, when we're doing other things, we're trapping, we're running, run, and jump. But our indicator is once the ball breaks the plane, okay, on a pass or a dribble, that half court, then we're not letting it come back across. Um, I have found it's kind of like when I used to run my one three one a lot, and I, I might, I'm going to run a little bit of it this year, I think. Um, is when you ex when you extend it, you start losing some of those um, some of those. Uh, uh, what, do you, what am I What am I looking for? Uh, some of the positives of it. Um, you, you, there's too many gaps, is what I'm saying. There's too many gaps when you extend too far. That's fine. I can I can live with the gaps and stuff. Um, so do you pressure the ball? I <laughs> I call them. I call them my little, I got a, I got like four of them this year. I call them my little gnats. They're just, they just bother them the whole court. Yes. I have guys um, that I have pick up in the full court. Now, do I do it all the time? No. Um, Cause I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a clock guy. I'm, I'm managing that. Um, but I'm, I believe you should be harassing the other person's quote. I'm using air things, uh, point guards, the entire game. And if you have the depth to do it, it's great. 
and we have the depth this year, we're going to do it. We're going to always have somebody there. We're always going to have somebody funneling. Um, I, I think it's harder when you let them walk the ball up the court because they're going to walk the ball up the right side then. So um, if you're doing that, I would at least pick up at three-quarter court and try to get them to the left side if possible. Um, high one-four set, that's fine. I have no problem with the high one-four set because once it gets to the wing – so first of all, again, coach, I'd have to I'd have to see your team um, and I have to see the exact alignment. But unless your point guard can really get it to those high posts, I would say from from an observational study of someone that's coached a really long time, when people run a high one four, they tend to pass it to one of the wings. I, th I think it's about 20 percent of the time it goes to the high post unless he pops really, really, really high. If he does. Great. Then hopefully you have a big that can funnel them. Um, and then they're gonna it's gonna be on a side then at that point. We're just not gonna let them reverse it. So I have no problem with the high one four. I actually like the high one four. Um, it tends to work really well for us because they tend to pass to the wings, and then great, we're sitting, we're you're not getting it back. That big is not gonna be open. Great. I mean, we'll just deny that high post, you're not gonna reverse it. You got two guys out way on the other side. Um, so you do, and I and I did I do this in my drills a little bit. Um, you do have to work on the skip. There are some weaknesses to this. I mean, there's some things you need to work on. Like you do have to work on the ball screen. You do have to work on the skip. How are we doing that? How are we, you know, you have to teach them the positioning and how to run them off the line. But from a from a um, from a list standpoint, the number of things you need to teach them is 10% of what you normally need to teach. Um, because there really aren't that many rotations. There really aren't that many different spots that you need to be because everyone knows where this person's supposed to be going. So they know what spot they're supposed to be in. Um, Sports Social Podcast Network.